Welcome to the Social Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today we're going to be covering minute number 46, which goes from 45 to 45.59 on the clock. Uh, we are halfway through Bill Gates' speech. Uh, he's talking, uh, kind of droning on a little bit about, you know, the size of the microprocessors and the size of the memory boards and just kind of continuing his usual whole thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of interesting because obviously... Uh, you know, the size of computer memory and all that has kind of exploded. So it's kind of interesting to hear him talking about this, you know, in this kind of context. Um, in the row, we see, you know, Mark, it looks like he's dragged Edward out of this thing. I don't think this is something that a business major would go to. And in there, we we see we see Alice and Christy. Christy kind of gets Eduardo's attention. Um, and, you know, they talk about the Facebook and, you know, they're like, you know, Facebook me and uh, maybe we'll get a drink. And then, of course, Eduardo is seems fairly excited about this. I mean, um, you know, and then as they get outside, Eduardo kind of uh, relays this excitement to Mark, who seems, I don't know, not super excited, I would say, about this prospect. And then they get interrupted by Stuart Singer, who announces that he was in his OS lab, uh, which, of course, you'll remember is the lab where he got the, the note which said that, uh, you know, you suck on it. <laughs> Um, which was, I mean, we've already talked about it, but obviously that was that was originally going to say something slightly more explicit. Uh, oh, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, I thought it said said you dick. Oh, sorry, yes, no, it says you dick. Yeah, but it said something even more explicit, but they edited uh, it CGI. <laughs> right, so. right. Uh, and joining me to talk about today is Ali Pitts. Hello, Ali. Hello, Darren. Thank you very much for having me on the show. So, sorry, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit there. Uh, that's no problem, but yeah, no, like obviously, where in the OS lab is referenced here. I mean, I, I guess by this character, just as a little bit of a callback to the fact that that was mm. where Mark uh, he got the note, and that caused him to run out and uh, bump into the Winklevoss twins. Um, you know, which is something I've already discussed, but it's kind of interesting that they seem to know where Mark was at that particular <laughs> moment in time. Like they kind of ran into him by accident, but he came out of his lab early. So we've already gone into that. But yeah, yeah. it was an interesting kind of little discovery that they managed to kind of find him on campus quite quickly. Yeah, some um, some film magic type thing yeah, going on. Yeah, it's something that you don't really think about when you're watching the film because mm. you're just like, oh, he's meeting the Winklevoss twins. But obviously... Uh, you know, when you ask yourself the question, how did they know where he was? <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, so that I, I'm guessing that, you know, like, I mean, I don't know if the actor is actually in the OS lab when, you know, when we see that, because I don't, I don't think he is. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think this is just one of those things that I, I have a feeling Aaron Sorkin has done of like the, the little kind of callback to to that scene earlier, as he did with, you know, in the first couple of scenes where he set up pretty much everything else that's gradually been paid off in the rest of the film. Um, yes. Yeah, speaking speaking of of which, uh, in this in this one, obviously, as as we're introduced to Christie and and Alice, it's it's a callback to the um, the fraternity party where Eduardo and his friend have that very brief exchange about, um, you know, what is it about Asian girls that draws Jewish boys to them? And yes. so that's a little bit of a callback because suddenly we have some. Asian girls. Yes, from the AE Pi uh, uh, mixer, the the Caribbean the Caribbean night, which yeah. of course, yes, uh, the, the the lamest possible party. Yeah, although you know, it also leads to one of my favourite moments in the film, which of course is uh, Andrew Garfield's little kind of dance as uh, as Mark arrives. Uh, he kind of does a little <laughs> shimmy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's worth talking about. Um, you know, Brenda Song. Um, I think out of the two actresses here, she's kind of the the more prominent one. You know, she's the one who oh, makes definitely. the advance. Um, not to say that uh, Malise Jiao, who these days is just billed as Malise, but spelt slightly differently, 
is is you know is not an actress or anything. Um, but you know, Brenda Song is probably the one that I'm more familiar with out of the two actresses. Um, you know, she kind of had a career as a, uh, a child fashion model. Um, and then she ended up um, doing, you know, quite a few, um, you know, kind of TV roles uh, throughout the kind of the 90s and into the 2000s. Uh, and then, you know, her kind of breakthrough was in the early 2000s where she was on um, Get a Clue. Um, and then also That's a Raven. And, you know, basically kind of I think eventually then the, the, the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, that whole kind of like a early Disney kind of thing. Um, you know, and then, I mean, I would, I would say kind of like, you know, from, uh, social network on, she had kind of moved into, um, more adult roles, but I don't know that she's really done a huge amount since social network. Um, you know, she's done one or two kind of films since then. Um, uh, most recently I saw her on the, uh, I, well, she was on a, a couple of episodes of Scandal, uh, okay. She had um, a main role on the uh, the ill-advised sitcom Dads, where her kind of ethnicity was a, a bit of a talking point because in one episode she dressed up as, you know, like a Japanese schoolgirl. And there was a bit of kind Ooh. of um, controversy about the fact that she was kind of leaning into that stereotype a little bit. Um, especially being harder she, than maybe should have done. Yeah, I mean, especially being that she's not Japanese. So. She's, <laughs> so yeah, so she's like Thai American or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then more recently, she was on the uh, the TV show uh, Pure Genius, uh, which I think was the kind of like um, I don't know. It's kind of like the <laughs> uh, it's is this weird kind of subgenre of um, geniuses solve mysteries. And so there was like a guy who was basically like a tech billionaire and he uses this technology to solve like murders. Um, oh, OK. Fair so enough. it was kind of, of almost kind of like a Mark Zuckerberg, but he kind of, you know, solves murders. And she was like kind of on the main <laughs> cast of that. Um, but most recently I saw her on the um, the spinoff uh, of Grey's Anatomy Station 19, which is like the, uh, the fire station spinoff, uh, where she had like a, a recurring role for a few episodes. Um, so that's kind of like the most recent thing that I remember seeing her on. But uh, I mean, I I think obviously as this as this film goes on, she'll have a more pivotal role. Um, oh yeah, you know, um, in, in what happens in the film. Uh, but I do kind of I I mean, you know, I think uh, she has kind of like a hard uh, kind of like a hard part in this film. Like, you know, effectively this is the first kind of like major female role in the film that we've seen since you know the opening few minutes. Um, you know, from from then till now, there hasn't really been any other kind of like, um, you know, kind of women in the film uh, other than um, uh, um, what's her name now? I'm completely blanking. Uh, Quincy Jones's daughter, uh, Rashida Jones, has been sitting quietly in some in kind of some yeah, of the depositions. Yeah, but she hasn't really done say, anything yet, you know, so no. um, this is this is like the first kind of prominent role for kind of any any women in in the film. Uh, other than uh, you know, from the opening minutes when we had Erica, um, so I, mm. I I don't know. I think it's yes. kind of interesting, uh, the, the, you know, that the, she's the rest... she, she's the one who says Facebook me, which is something that in the previous minutes Divya Narendra was kind of like disgusted that this had become a popular phrase after he kind of <laughs> yes, you know. Yeah. He, he, so it's it's kind of interesting that this is like this is the first kind of prominent female role that we get in the film uh, since the opening minutes. Yes, the the rest of the time. Women have been there, but mainly kind of uh, for the there for the benefit of uh, of the male students. Really, they haven't yeah. been 
they haven't been speaking. They've been standing and being pretty and, you know, getting undressed and things like that. I mean, mentioning, uh, obviously, Divya Narendra, we did see his girlfriend. She's the one who was kind of being spammed by all these links to Facebook. Um, oh, yeah. But she literally says, like, three lines, one of which includes a line about, you know, um, cats who look like Hitler. And then that's, you know, we'll, <laughs> yes. we'll never see her again for the rest of the film. So <laughs> so it's you, I don't think you could call that kind of like a substantial role. Uh, no, whereas no. at least Brenda Song and Malise Jiao will appear kind of, you know, I don't know, about five or six minutes down the line. Uh, sometime next week, I think they both kind of return. And then obviously Brenda yes. Song, more prominently, she you know, she's actually in the, you know, the, the kind of the first time that Justin Timberlake, um, you know, appears substantially in the film, you know, with uh, with, with kind of Mark Zuckerberg. And and uh, so, so it's like, so she has kind of, you know, like if you've seen the trailers, you've kind of seen Brenda Song in the trailers like a number of times because she has quite a pivotal role in the film. Um, I don't know mm. how accurate her kind of like, you know, that her, her actual involvement with Eduardo Saverin was um, or if she's just being used as kind of like a, um, you know, like a, a kind of cipher here just for anyone that he went out with in, in this time. Of course, later on in the film, she'll have a wonderful line talking about the relationship status of, you know, the, oh, yes, the founder yeah. of Facebook. So, but I, I, I don't know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of weird because. Uh, like you say, this does feel like it is kind of paying off that whole thing of like, you know, uh, you know, Asian girls are attracted to Jewish men. And that's why she's kind of, you know, talking. Funnily enough, she she doesn't actually say, you know, uh, are you Eduardo Saverin? She says, is that Mark Zuckerberg? So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so I guess it, it kind of wor- it kind of works that, yes, you know, indeed, uh, a, you know, Asian women are attracted to Jewish men because I do not think Eduardo. I don't know if Eduardo Saverin is Jewish. I don't want. I don't want to proclaim I, anything without double checking. But yeah, I, d- I didn't know. I didn't know whether he was at the like the Jewish fraternity event because he was Jewish or just because Mark had invited him along. Well, I mean, he's. To- I mean, Eduardo Saverin himself was in a pie along with Mark Zuckerberg because they're, they're where they lived. The the halls were actually part of the. They're actually a frat. They don't make it yeah, clear yeah, in the yeah. film, but he, they're actually in a fraternity. Um, yes. So, uh, I mean, just double, just double checking. I have a feeling, uh, I think, like, he had Jewish heritage through his mother. Um, mm, okay. But I, I don't think that he was based, you know, I, I mean, you know, I think he was, you know, mostly one would say culturally Jewish. Um, sure, sure, sure. You know, so, um, but yeah, he. I mean, his uh, his wife um, is, uh, is Chinese-Indonesian, so... Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if like Brenda Song is meant to be. I don't think she is, but meant to be portraying you know his his future wife because obviously they split up later on. In the film. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yes, I don't know if in, that, in fairly spectacular fashion. Yeah. So, but yeah. So like it is kind of like this cliche that uh, you know that she is kind of taking part in. It's worth saying as well, like the um, the way that she appears in the film. Um, you know, in the script, it is described by um, you know by Aaron Sorkin, and he says, you know, um, in a row behind them and a few seats over are two beautiful Asian students, Alice and Christy. Uh, they, they're they uh, a little overly made up for a lecture, which I, you know, I think is a nice detail. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Christy, the one sitting closest to Eduardo, is wearing a short skirt with a white shirt open, one button too far down to the front, and we see a hint of the red bra that she's wearing underneath. And that oh, is a very he, accurate he, description of... Yeah, he, he does harp on that red bra, I must say, in the script, because <laughs> it, it comes back later. Um, so, but yeah, like, so that, that like, the, the description is, is accurate for what uh, Brenda Song is wearing, because she does have a mm. white shirt that is, uh, you know, very open, and you can see the red bra as she kind of leans back. 
Um, and we can we can we can only speculate that it's Victoria's Secret, of course. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So again, well, I mean, I guess this is kind of like the second time that someone's kind of prominently mentioning a bra in the script. Mm. Um, but yeah, so like the kind of the interaction isn't like, you know, that long, but just the fact that, you know, like they know who Mark Zuckerberg is. This is something that obviously Divya Narendra had kind of talked about how, you know, mm. Mark was a star on the campus. Um, you know, and, and obviously he'd listed everybody who was on the campus, you know, the Nobel laureates, you know, the, the actress, all the, all these other people, two future Olympians, he says, for some reason, you yeah. know, sitting right next to the Winklevoss twins. Um, so all of that mm. is kind of, you know, and, but out of all of those people, Mark Zuckerberg was kind of like the most famous. Um, yeah. And, and um, I, I kind of like that this scene really kind of illustrates that maybe these two girls have gone to this lecture maybe with the express purpose of like meeting the creator of Facebook. Uh, but I I do like that Eduardo is very pointedly like, well, it's it's kind of our thing rather than <laughs> yeah. rather than it being it's you know, Facebook is just Mark. It's like, well yeah, he did all the work, but you know, I'm I'm here too. Um yeah. which which of course we'll return to in, in, in subsequent minutes, the you know, the whole you know, is this just Mark Mark's thing or or is it Eduardo's and you know, that's kind of the central almost the central conflict of the movie yeah and of course christy says you know facebook me when you get home maybe we can mm. all go out and grab a drink later this is something that obviously will return later on in, to this week um and i like as well how eduardo is like absolutely i will do that <laughs> it's and i think it's interesting because obviously these days you know if you're standing next to someone and you're like you know add me on facebook you can just add them on facebook like mm. uh, like you can both go to the facebook app and you can fight like it would it, be something that happens like within seconds Whereas here, it's like when you get home, like yeah, <laughs> so, yes, so. not not a yeah. Phones, I I guess you had you had internet on phones at that point, but it wasn't. Yeah, I think it was very limited. Wasn't yeah, it? it wouldn't have been suitable really for even for just using you know like uh, the web version of Facebook on a phone back then. It would have, right, it would have been right. too kind of slow to load or whatever. So, um, yeah. and of course, as they exit the auditorium. Um, you know, Aaron Sorkin describes it as, you know, the lecture spills out onto a snowy quad. I don't think we're actually in, the, in a quad. We're basically at the side of a building. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, the kind of the snow is still there and the kind of the cold is still there as well. With some yeah. wonderful digital CGI as the week goes on, uh, kind of just giving us some breath in the air. Um, and, you know, here we have Eduardo kind of repeating what's already been said, which I've always found a little bit odd. Um, but I guess it's just his kind of excitement. Um, where he's like, you know, it's it's really great for two reasons, and of course, you know, Mark's like they want to have drinks later on. And he's like, have you ever heard so many good th- different different good things packed into one regular size sentence? Which... That's 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 a very that's a very Aaron Sorkin line. That one, yeah, it, it like it doesn't it, that doesn't really feel like something Eduardo would have ever said to Mark, but um, mm. it's something like obviously his excitement over this is something that we'll kind of come back to through the next couple of minutes, um, and then of course they are interrupted by Stuart Singer. Um, who is kind of, you know, awesome job with the Facebook, um, which is what he'll actually say tomorrow. But, uh, you know, that is kind of the sentiment that we're at. You know, obviously, within, yeah. this, within the space of like one minute, we've had four different people <laughs> kind of talking about Facebook at Mark Zuckerberg. And, and also the fact that when Mark kind of comes out, he kind of like zips his hoodie up and he's kind of almost not wanting to be seen. Uh, mm. Whereas Eduardo, I think, is kind of more welcoming the advances of kind of strangers to kind of. Oh yeah, and we'll definitely that. get into that in in the next minute. Yeah. Yeah, like Ed- Eduardo, like you say, is kind of claiming a little bit of you know, like this is our thing. We are the you know, like so he. I mean, I guess in in you know, it's kind of true because he's already put like a you know a thousand dollars into the site and something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, it, you know. It, it, 
it, it wouldn't be happening without, you know, I mean, yes, Mark technically could have got the cash from somebody else, but he didn't. He got it from Eduardo. I mean, technically speaking, it is, you know, part of, you know, his kind of uh, his kind of thing. It's also worth saying as well, you know, look, obviously, uh, Eduardo Saverin, um, I guess this is probably the best point to mention it, but um, he hasn't been a citizen of the United States since 2011. Uh, mm. He became oh, okay. a, he became a citizen in 1998, and then he relinquished his citizenship and became a uh, a citizen of Brazil again in 2011. Huh. Uh, he obviously was born in Brazil, and then he uh, he moved into uh, to Singapore, and that's kind of where he's been resident uh, since 2009. Um, huh, people have suggested this is because he didn't want to pay taxes. Um, ah, and well, obviously maybe. at a certain point, you know, his 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 worth in Facebook was. Um, estimate to be somewhere around 140 million. You know, he, I, I guess I think it ended. It ended up kind of going up to close to a billion at one point. So, mm. you know, he's. <laughs> I guess if, so. So, in terms know. of people who got screwed out of a lot of money, he he still did okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think he ended up as a billionaire, but I, you know, because there's been a non-disclosure contract, so nobody knows right. kind of what the terms of the settlement are. But most yeah, people kind yeah, of estimate yeah. he ended up like his his. His shares were ending up somewhere in the region of a billion anyway. So, yeah, you know, he, he, so, did, he did okay out of it. So, so, so what you're saying is we don't need to feel too bad for him. Uh, no, I mean, this is essentially, this <laughs> film is a tale of like five billionaires arguing over who wants the most money. So, <laughs> so I don't think there's really <laughs> yeah. kind of anyone to be sympathetic towards. But, you know, I, and obviously um, Eduardo Saverin was the only one, I think, who talked to Ben Mesrick. Um, who wrote the book on which the script is based. So I feel like he gets a slight advantage in terms of sympathy because his story is kind of told a little bit more explicitly. Um, gotcha. Although apparently after the book came out um, and Edward R. Savering got his, um, got his settlement, uh, he stopped talking to Ben Mesrick. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess once he had the money, he had no, he had no reason to kind of talk to him. Um, yeah. So, is there anything else that we need to say about this movie? You think, or is that uh, everything covered? No, I think I think I think that's pretty pretty much got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as this is Monday, then I will ask: uh, Did you see the Social Network at the cinema? No, no, I did not. Um, I did see the trailer at the cinema, though. I for some reason that that one that trailer kind of stuck out. I think I think I saw it because that summer I I saw Inception a whole bunch of times. Um, and I can remember being really irritated by by the use of the the use of creep. Um, I think I think I was just unfortunately fulfilling the uh, the stereotype of dour Radiohead fans of being like, how dare they? Um, <laughs> um, which I think in terms of like, because you talked about this a little bit uh, earlier on in in the podcast and the trend of using. Uh, popular songs and slowing them down and you know that being how a trailer is now and this kind of starting that that trend i think in terms of that sort of thing this definitely like is like thematically a legitimate use of a, of a song it's like it's well matched to the material rather than just like oh well this sounds cool if you slow it down um, it's a it's a really egregious trend, but I don't want to blame this film for starting it because, you know, it was it was a a good idea at the time and the material, you know, even grudgingly as a 
Radiohead fan, although less probably keen now than I was, you know, ten years ago. Um, I can see, I can see why it was. It was kind of fair game, you know. Um, like this idea, like in the song "Creep," just like the idea of, you know, people being creeps. I think you know. It kind of fits with the film, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, you know, I, th- I think the trend is not as bad as people think. The same thing with like, you know, people kept going on about like the, you know, people using like those Inception horns on everything, like the kind of the, <laughs> the kind of, di- and that was never really that prominent in trailers. And I, you know, like it, mm. maybe it was it was kind of prominent for one or two years afterwards, but like I can't recall like a, a blockbuster that's used that effect you know, in in at least six or seven years. But it's kind of one of those things that people kind of hooked onto is like, oh, yeah, you know, slowed down music and the Inception horns. It's like those are the things they complain about about trailers when in reality, the bigger complaint about trailers is the fact that they tell you the entire story. Um, oh, yeah, film, that, that's that's a know. much more legitimate grief. Yeah, yeah, that's that's def- that's that's terrible. I think like. Yeah. In terms of like Maybe stylistic touches, a- I don't mind the odd like Inception horn or a slowed down song. But if you're going to show me like literally the end of a film in the trailer, then I, yeah. I don't know why I'm even watching the trailer. Not that I'll remember when I see the film. Generally, if a trailer has told me everything about a film, I like when I'm watching the film, I, I it's not like I'm sitting there waiting for certain scenes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like it does kind of sometimes like if you see if you see something that's kind of very specific and it doesn't happen until like two hours into a film. Uh, and mm. maybe it's kind of iconic and it's kind of stuck in your head but it's like well you, then you're waiting for that scene and it kind of yeah which ruins is not your good. enjoyment just a little bit um, what what is nice is when you see a trailer that you think gives everything away and then you go and see it and go oh actually no that 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 seemed more of a giveaway than it actually was i mean that yeah. occasionally happens it's like something that's in the first like 10 minutes and it was in the trailer and you yeah. thought it was like the end or something it's like oh no no this is this is actually quite early in the film. <laughs> and yeah. Now, now you don't quite know where the film's going. So, well, I feel like we said about as much as we possibly can about this minute then. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Ali? Yeah. So I have a podcast called Files Unite. And on that, we watch Russian films and films with a Russian connection. So that goes, you know, back uh, beyond the or before the fall of the Soviet Union. So we cover, you know, some Tarkovsky and stuff as well. But it's it. It kind of runs the gamut, so it's not just like art films. It's it's kind of anything with a you know Russian theme. So, yeah, yeah. So like Deadpool two because that's got Colossus in. Uh oh yeah, that would <laughs> that would be a bit more tenuous. Um, someone suggested I should do I should do uh, Rocky four, which you know technically could, but haven't yeah. got round to it yet. Yeah, um, I mean that gives you Creed two as well, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a lot, and I sp- I mean, I'm sure as I go on with the podcast, I will start crowbarring things in <laughs> more often just to give me more material. Because I, you know, with the Tarkovsky, I've been kind of sparing, you know, using that relatively sparingly. I think I've co- covered like three films now, and I'm kind of thinking, you know, if I he didn't do that many, and if I cover all of them, people are just going to be like, oh, well, you've just <laughs> done all of those, so. Uh, and you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash the social minute or on Twitter at social underscore minute or on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Uh, thanks once more for being my guest here today, Ali. Oh, thank you very much for having me on. And I will see you tomorrow. All right. See you tomorrow. <laughs>